going on guys? Quick shout out to our gold level sponsors, Anglesey Family Chiropractic. They're out in Spokane Valley. They're also here in Coeur d'Alene. Go check them out. Dr. Craig Anglesey is amazing. He'll get you feeling nice and good. Also want to give a shout out to Training is Ritual. These guys are a great MMA apparel company. They've also got gear to hook you up. If you're into death metal or horror movies or jujitsu, leg locks, this is the brand for you. Really cool designs, very unique. Can't find them anywhere else. Awesome quality gear from Training is Ritual. Go check them out. Uh, Sam, your speaker, entrepreneur, co-founder of Pick Waste Man. Again, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Eric, thank you. I wish I had a beard like yours, but uh, I'll have to wait a couple more years. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Dude, I want to go back because I always love to start at the beginning. You're just 20 years old. You're literally impacting millions of people. But what was life like for you growing up, man? I mean, were you always outgoing? Yeah, I appreciate that. I, um, I guess I was not the same as I am now, but it's because of my change in, I guess, vision in life. Yeah. And when I, was, when I was younger, I always wanted to be a pro athlete. At the okay. age of 13, I moved to Italy for six months, um, playing a lot of soccer, uh, on a, basically on a tryout to pursue my dream of playing pro soccer. Gotcha. And by the time I turned 17, I got a full-ride scholarship opportunity with Memphis University, close to you in the States, and uh, ended up losing out on that opportunity due to a big knee injury, had to have a surgery, um, lost that opportunity, had to take a year, an extra year of school, had a second knee injury, a second surgery, um, a third knee injury in my fifth year of high school or grade 13 here in Canada and had to have a third operation on my right knee, but I opted out and then stopped playing soccer. Um, what happened is it led me down a totally different path, but to give you an idea, growing up, I was really reserved and kept to myself because it was always just focused on soccer, focused on school and forget the rest. Yeah. Gotcha. And then when you were 17, though, you gave a kind of a speech in front of your high school. You had this initiative that you had founded. Um, was that your first time speaking? Yeah. So while all the injuries was kind of unfolding in my life, I started a community-based initiative based off a theory that my high school teacher taught me. Okay. And it was a world issues class and he was very passionate about solving social problems. His name was Mike. And Mike taught us this lesson in class that a small consistent action can make a massive global change. And so he challenged us, all the students, to try and figure out, you know, what small action could we take in our community to see if his theory was correct. And every day I'd walk home from high school, my parents never picked me up. <laughs> and uh, I was walking home after that day in class asking myself, you know, what small action can I take? And every day I'd walk home and I, I think about two weeks after that class, I was walking home when a coffee cup, a coffee cup just blew across the sidewalk. Oh, and uh, for some reason I was like, man, you know what? There's tons of trash. I'm not an environmentalist, but why not take two seconds to pick this up? You know, yeah. it could, that could be my small action. And so, yeah. I just started bringing a bag with me to school, filling it with garbage. And I did it for about four months and closer to the end of the school year. One of my buddies saw me and he's like, Sam, what the heck are you doing? Yeah. And I explained to him, you know, like my teacher explained this thing about a small action. If we do it consistently, maybe it can make a massive change. And we started this group called pick waste because I live in Pickering and we pick up garbage. Okay. And so when we launched it, we decided, well, we have to get volunteers. And so the first thing I did was call my principal, Mr. O'Neill. And I was like, Mike, I need to speak in front of the school. Give me five minutes at the end of an assembly. I'm going to recruit a bunch of people to help out. It's good for the school because it gives them volunteer hours and it'll be good for our community because everyone will get out and pick up trash. He was like, five minutes? Sure. No problem. <laughs> I got up. <laughs> First time ever speaking in front of like 800 students in my school. Wow. I'm like shitting myself. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah. I have the video. I haven't released it. I'll probably release it when I'm like 30 in a household name, but I'm not okay. going to put it out there until that happens. 
Uh, I'm literally just pacing back and forth in front of my school, spitting all over the microphone, choking over my words. But what came through was the intention. And I think that's the most important thing about any action. Yeah. Um, it's always about the intention behind it. And people could see through my nerves that I had a pure intention to get people involved and make a change. And uh, that started a whole different journey of speaking. Right. I mean, now you've delivered not one, but two TEDx talks. You're the youngest member of CAPS, the Canadian Association of Professional Speakers. Ashley Kutcher even shared one of your videos. How cool is that, man? I mean, that's pretty rad. Dude. What was your reaction when Ashton shared your video? Yeah, man. At first I was like, this is insane. Um, and I tried reaching out to him multiple times. That was my first reaction. Yeah. Unfortunately, I couldn't get in touch because it's probably someone from his team managing all the social media. Sure. Um, but I was like, mom, dad, check this out. And every, <laughs> every like 10 minutes, I was refreshing the video to see the views go up. And uh, it, was, it was pretty interesting. It was, it was pretty cool. I got a bunch of people reaching out from all over the world. So that was really, really cool. Yeah, it's so cool, man. So cool. Now, you say small consistent actions that does lead to or can lead to massive change. What can people do to get started with those consistent small actions and then stick with them? Yeah, absolutely. So I'd say the first thing, and I talk about this on my podcast called Small Consistent Actions as well, Love that. Um, is to set up a vision. Like, what is it that you want in life? No one really takes time to think like, who do I want to become and what do I want? So figure that out first, because all your actions should stem towards that vision or that goal. And so once you figure that out, then ask yourself, okay, well, in relation to that vision, what are milestones that I need to achieve? So if my vision was to one day be a household name, some of the goals I might set for myself, a household name in terms of a speaker, I would say, well, I need to do a TEDx talk. I need to start doing presentation. I need to build a website. I need to build a keynote speech and set all these little goals. And then I would take these goals and I would break them down even further into daily actions because that's all that really matters is what you're doing every single day. Yeah. And so, so you know what, if one, if one of my goals is to get a TEDx talk, Every single day, I'm going to reach out to one different event that's within 100 miles from my house. And that becomes the daily result that I'm looking for for that goal. So if someone was trying to figure out, you know, what small actions can I take? I would say, well, who do you want to become and what do you want? Break that down into separate milestones and goals and then break that down into daily results. And then in terms of keeping yourself accountable, at first, you know, you might be able to do it by yourself. Uh, a good thing to do is to take those daily results and put them on a little spreadsheet and essentially every single day, check the ones off that you do. By the end of the week, tallied up in a percentage and be like, oh, well, this week, I obviously didn't get a good result doing this. I don't feel good about it because I only did it two out of seven days. Um, yeah. That's very practical. But I would say after you do that for a little while, um, you're going to start justifying your actions and telling yourself it's okay to sleep in and do all these <laughs> other things. So yeah. I would say at that point, you know, call someone up and set up an accountability call once a week where you guys talk about the week, what went well, what didn't go well. And set up accountability systems where if you don't follow through on a certain action that you know is very important to you, then you have to do something like take a freezing cold shower or shave right. your head or do something crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. That's so cool. And one of the, the episodes you did really resonated with me, but it was how to consistently wake up early, you know, uh, uh, based off that topic. And I wake up at 4 a.m. six days a week, man. And, and when I get up, I'm working on my show and I'm editing and I'm reaching out to guests and things like that. But What's your morning routine like? You talked about in that episode that you kind of, it starts the night before even, um, yep. and that kind of leads into the morning. But what's your routine look like to, to consistently get up early? Yeah, absolutely. So the, the main thing is that you go to bed early. So for me yeah. personally, maybe when I grow a little older and I'm out of like my teen years <laughs> or like my 20s, I might be able to you know, get away with five, six hours of sleep. 
but right now, if I don't sleep at least seven to eight hours, I'm going to feel like shit. And that's just the truth. Yeah. So I always try and be in my bed by like 945, sleeping by latest 1030. Um, and that allows me to get up at 545 or six o'clock. Okay. I mean, you getting up at four, man, congrats. Like <laughs> I can't, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't pushed it back that far yet, but potentially in the future. Um, and when I do wake up, the, the system's very simple. The, the alarm clock is far away from my bed because if it's in with our, if it's within arm's reach and I'm really tired, I might just click snooze and go back to sleep. Yeah. Um, but if it's across the bedroom, I got to get out of my bed and walk over it to turn it off. And the act of getting out of my bed and walking five steps is enough to get me started for the yeah. day. And so I'll walk myself right into the washroom, brush my teeth, listening to eight mile on my headphones, get all pumped up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. <laughs> and, uh, after I brush my teeth, I will essentially just go right downstairs into the gym or I'll go outside and go for a run either or and do a workout workouts done, come upstairs, I'll meditate, shower, record a podcast. And then the rest of my day is whatever the task that I need to accomplish, like my daily, my daily important actions. So things like sales calls, reaching out to people and all that kind of fun stuff. Gotcha. Man, that's awesome. And you're working on a book and I think a student coaching program or something like that. When when is that going to be available? What's all that about? Yeah, absolutely. So the coaching program is actually going to start first as a course. Okay. Um, and it'll be available in the next couple of weeks. It's going to be called the high performing student. Sweet. And essentially this whole situation with the COVID and coronavirus has given me a lot of time to work on projects. And so I just basically wrote down, okay, who do I want to serve high performing students and what do they need? So it's a seven video series course that teaches them how to set a vision, how to set goals, how to create a plan to attack those goals, how to stay accountable, learn from failure, set new standards. Um, and like every single video goes along with an audio lesson and a worksheet. And nice. that will be kind of like the first offering. The second thing that I'm doing right now is I just built a team of four people. It's four students. Cool. They're helping me and I'm delegating tasks and I'm testing out coaching content with them in terms of like helping them through all those things over calls. And based on the next six months, how that goes, I'll refine it take the structure away from it and and start a coaching program for students um, specifically to help them create a vision for their life aside from academics and then to help them execute on it. And the book, the book is is either going to be called, I have a working title, the high performing student or small consistent actions. And it's really rough draft right now. I'm just working through a bunch of craziness, but that's pretty much it. Gotcha. Man, awesome, dude. That was so cool. Hey, I, I wanted to transition to some fun questions here real quick, though, for you. I've got these things. They're called pod decks. Essentially, they're just random questions for us podcasters. And uh, they're awesome, dude. And uh, so we'll pull it out, see if it, hopefully it's not a flop. <laughs> if you had a personal mascot, what would it be? Uh, a lion. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Yeah. I love it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm a music guy, so I always love to find out like what type of music do you listen to, or do you have a favorite band? Obviously, you mentioned Eight Mile, but is there a certain type of music or band that you like? Yeah, I like rap, um, yeah. old school rap. I love Nipsey Hussle a lot. Um, yeah. I think like that's the main albums I always listen to. But any sort of rap and hip hop is like down my alley for sure. Gotcha. I'm a big fan of like Ed Milet, Tony Robbins. They've really inspired me to do my show and, and kind of connect and read their books. But is there a leadership or a leader out there that you listen to specifically on a, uh, that's kind of your favorite? Yeah, absolutely. So in the youth industry, there's a guy named Josh Ship, and he's actually from the U.S. Yes. And uh, he's killing it. He's crushing it. I've had phone calls with him. I was Sweet. actually offered a spot on his agency, but it was uh, 
uh, too much of a commitment for me. So I, I told him, well, let's stay in touch, but not, not right now. Right. And uh, so I would say he's someone that I model. He's someone that inspires me and keeps me going all the time. I've invested in all of his programs and all of his courses on a macro scale. Definitely Tony Robbins. I mean, I don't know anyone in this industry who doesn't look up to him. He's a, he's a superstar. So, yeah. Absolutely. Sam, this has been such an honor to have you on my show, man. Thank you so much, dude. You are a world changer for sure, dude. I can't wait to, to see your book and your coach program come out, man. Thank you so much for the time. Eric, man, I really appreciate it. This is awesome and keep doing what you're doing. What's going on, guys? Thank you so much for watching this video today. I really appreciate it. If you could go and share this everywhere you can, leave us a review, leave us a rating. We would really appreciate it. That helps us get the word spread out about our podcast and about our show. And we can bring you amazing stories of the people that we bring on for the Bearded Biz and the Top Rated MMA Show. Thank you again. Have an awesome day.